we've never had a high wire artist on the show before, but there's always a first. Nick Walenda joining us here in the Freak Nation, part of the great Walendas. Uh, the new book, Facing Fear. One thing that I wanted to start out with you, Nick, was I'm of the age where Saturday mornings or Saturday afternoons, we always look forward to wide world of sports where there was something different that was coming on. And it seemed like either the Walendas, great tightrope walking family was part of that or there was like a, a Saturday once a once a month where there was a Walenda walking on a high wire somewhere was this something that the family set out to do initially was to become part of uh, you know the weekends of America uh, as you guys started to make the the name of the great Walendas yeah, you know, I, it's funny you ask that. I'm not sure if that was the goal. I mean, we can back up even further. My family actually started walking on wires back in the 1780s. So <laughs> for, for over 200 years, this is what we've been doing. And, and I would tell you that I think the public's fascination in what we do uh, is what led to ABC saying, hey, we want to have you a part of this, you know, of, of wide world of sports. We want to we want to showcase this. Uh, you know, of course, Evil King Evil was a huge part of that. One of my great-grandfather's best friends. But I, I think... The reality is, I don't know that they necessarily set out to do that. I think it was just uh, a, a, a general response to what they did, was it just made sense because so many people were fascinated by it. You mentioned Evil Knievel. Of course, Nick Walenda, one of the greats, uh, joining us here in the Freak Nation. They're, they're, that's a certain breed of person, whether, again, if it's Evil Knievel, if it's uh, Walenda, if it's uh, David Blaine or somebody that takes certain things to an extreme, when did you find that you had that innate ability to take things to the extreme? I don't think I found it. I think it found me. My, my mom was six months pregnant with me and still walking the wire. <laughs> I, I walked the wire since I was 18 months old. So for me, it was life. My great-grandfather, Carl Walenda, in his book uh, said it best. He said, life is on the wire and everything else is just waiting. And, and for our family, that, this, is, this is just who we are. So, so it more found me. I would tell you there is a drive in me. No matter what I do, I do it to the best of my abilities. And it doesn't matter if I'm sweeping the floor or if I'm picking up trash. It's just, it's just sort of who I am. And I think because of that, that carries out in my life and in my career, of course. And I continue to want to do bigger and better things and continue to want to prove, really to prove to the world that nothing is impossible. That's truly the goal uh, when I do what I do. In fact, that's really why I wrote this book, Facing Fear, was, was to inspire people that nothing is impossible. We went through this tragic accident in 17 where we were, we were training for a four-layer eight-person pyramid. That pyramid collapsed. By the grace of God, I caught the wire, which is what I've trained to do my whole life. My cousin did the same. One gentleman stayed standing, but five members, including my sister and my aunt, fell to the ground and were, were mangled. My, my sister broke every bone in her face. She was in a coma. They didn't expect her to live. And yet I got back on the wire the next day and performed, and performed for six weeks straight. And, uh, and after those six weeks, I took a break, thinking that I was doing the right thing, thinking that when that accident happened that I was fine. I wasn't physically injured. I was fine. But the reality was I didn't know it. I was burying by getting back on that wire. We, we know the analogy of getting back on the horse. But I was burying the fact that I had to face this fear that I didn't know was in my DNA because wire walking was my life. And it got so bad that I was reliving that accident in training and rehearsals for another show three months after that accident. And after, after having to watch that in a form of PTSD of that pyramid collapsing in front of me over and over again, I finally got to the point where I told my wife I was done. I wasn't going to walk the wire anymore. And in that conversation, she said, 
I respect whatever decision you make, but don't forget your family has lived by the words, the show must go on mm. for 200 years. And you live by the words, never give up. And you do what you do to inspire people. Nothing's impossible. And here you're going to give up. And that sort of set me off on this trail of how am I going to overcome this? Uh, the greatest challenge of my career, greater than changing two laws in two countries in order to walk across Niagara Falls that were over 100 years old, greater than walking across the Grand Canyon or an active volcano, was honestly the small four-letter word that was debilitating to me to the point where I was going to quit. But again, I do what I do to inspire people. And during that time, I remember thinking after that conversation with my wife, you know what, you're right. I am going to overcome this, but not only am I going to overcome it, but I'm going to use this story to help others overcome their fear, their fear of leaving, of, of pursuing their dream of, of running a marathon or climbing a mountain. Or, or maybe it might be their fear of leaving their job because they're miserable every Monday, but they have a paycheck Friday and they've settled in for status quo or their fear of stepping out of their comfort zone. That's why I wrote this book was to, to help inspire people. You know, I talked about that accident where my sister fell and, uh, and she was mangled and shouldn't have lived. Well, the reality is our family has lived what to do what we do to inspire others that nothing's impossible. And, and, and about a year after that accident, my sister not only recovered, got out of that wheelchair, recovered physically enough to the point where she got on a wire over 250 feet high, over 1,200 feet long, two times higher than anything she'd ever walked on, three times longer than anything she'd ever walked on. And she did it live on ABC over Times Square, proving to the world that that no matter what challenge we face, no matter how hard we get kicked or how much we get knocked down, we can overcome that. And, and that's what our family history is about. Holy cow. The timing of this cannot be any better. Nick Walenda joining us here in the Freak Nation. And such is the year 2020 for so many people out there. You know, we... We, fo- we have a focus on motorsports on our national show, and we always say that motorsports drivers are just wired differently because, sadly, they could be in a race one Sunday and one of their competitors' friends dies, yet they're, like you said, back on the horse in another race the next Sunday just doing what they're supposed to do and, of course, acting like, you know, it's no big deal. The show must go on. But you're right. The reality is just like every human being listening right now, yes, you can say the show must go on, but you've also got to mentally be ready for what comes next. I'm so glad yeah. that you're bringing this up because this is an everyday this is an everyday thing for people listening right now. Sure, athletes are involved. You've been involved. Daredevils are involved. But this is an everyday thing that people can apply. Thank you for this. The timing is perfect. Thank you. Yeah, no, look, I wrote this book for that for that reason. And interestingly enough, COVID-19 wasn't a thing at the time when I was writing this book. <laughs> In fact, the final chapter, I kind of twisted a little bit because that's when it became a reality. It was, it was I was literally done writing the book, and then all of a sudden we get hit with this pandemic. So the reality is everyone is on this wire right now, and we're on that wire looking down and going, am I going to have my job next week? Am I going to get a paycheck? Is, is For many, is unemployment going to come through? How am I going to pay my bills? Uh, am I going to keep my business? Uh, what's going to happen with our world? Are we going to come out with a, a vaccine for this? And, and we're all dealing with fear right now. It's, it's, it's a tough time. And I talk a lot, lot in the book about, about our mind and the power of our mind and, and, and that we're in control of our thoughts. Our thoughts are not in control of us. And we really have to be careful in where we allow our minds to go. And, mm-hmm. and once it goes to those negative places, if we continue to follow that without countering that and stopping that and, 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 changing our mindset, then it can be a dangerous place that's eventually leading to addiction or, or even or even death. And, and we've seen a lot of that, sadly, during this pandemic. So 
you know, I, I wrote this book to the every, everyday reader and, and, and very practical steps that I use that they can apply to themselves. I didn't write it to the wire walkers or the athletes because there's very few of them in the end if you look at the, the, the bulk of the majority. So I really wrote it to that everyday person in, in hopes that through my struggles, others won't have to go through those same struggles. People won't have to end up as deep in that valley as I did. And, and there's so much power in, in just knowing that, hey, someone's gone before me, and these are the steps that he took. Therefore, I'm going to take these steps too. And, and hopefully, this book will help others. And, and honestly, that was my heart's desire. I didn't have a desire to write another book. I, I quite honestly felt like it was a calling, that I went through this for a reason. And even in that valley, I started writing. As I was facing this fear where I was giving up, I wasn't going to get back on the wire, I started writing because I thought, you know what, I'm going to use this. My family's done this for generations and, and lived through triumph and tragedy. I've lost seven family members doing what we do. But we've always used those situations to inspire others. And, uh, and I'm going to use this. So that helped me actually get through. There was so much healing in just writing this book. But just knowing that this was going to help other people and that my valley was going to help others, that, uh, that, that helped me through to the back to the mountaintop. Fear forward, fail forward, whatever you want to call it. It's, it's so appropriate. I know we got to let you go, but real quick, and don't give too much of the book away. What is one thing when you were in that deepest valley that somebody can take away from this interview to help them in their deep valleys right now? Man, it, it is what I said, it's controlling your thoughts. We, we truly can control our thoughts. I, I used to be the one that rolled my eyes when people said that. Uh, think positive, act positive, even if you're negative. Man, the endorphins that are released, just when we wake up in the morning, if we're having a bad morning and we force ourselves to smile, that alone can change our day. Uh, be careful what you put into your mind, what you allow yourself to hear, what you think about. Surround yourself with positive people, and, and that is such a key to advancing in life and success. Again, so appropriate for Face today. Face Fear, the new book from Aerolist, so cool. Daredevil, calling, which he's now an author. Nick Willenda joining us here in the Freak Nation. Look, man. When I get up in the morning, and you're right, walk down the stairs, that's the biggest damn accomplishment I've got, Nick. Come on, buddy. <laughs> we'll keep on striving for more. Nick, thanks for doing this. Good luck to you, partner. Thanks so much. Statman, you look at our last 20 years and the variety of guests. Every freaking motorsports driver, rider in the history of mankind seems to have come in here, but there's always room for a great Melinda here in the Freak Nation. You're not kidding. That interview was fascinating. I was sitting here listening to it and said, man, I wouldn't mind reading that book. That's uh, everybody's got a fear of something. I don't care what it is. Uh, and yeah. like you said, Crash, the fears today are more than they've ever been in our lifetimes. And, uh, you know, politically, socially, culturally, pandemically right. you know i mean and facing those fears could probably help everybody 